Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you as we take another trip inside Chattanooga Athletics. This week we visit with the head football coach of the Chattanooga Mox and Rusty Wright. A lot going on with him. Uh, just wrapped up his signing class with the uh, uh, the February signing date that just passed on February 1st. Mox are back on the field as well. Spring practice has begun, so a lot to talk about with the head coach of the Mox. We'll get to that in just a minute. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. We appreciate it. It helps us be able to find Mox fans and helps Mox fans be able to find us. All right. With that being said, let's get to it. Here's our conversation with the head coach of the Mox and Rusty Wright. Coach, as always, it's uh, it's always good. We get a chance to to catch up and and talk a little Mox football. Uh, before we get to spring practice and kind of what you guys have going on there, let's talk a little bit about uh, this signing class and uh, the guys you've got coming in. Uh, what did you guys determine were needs for you in this signing class? Um, well, the biggest thing we did you know, we, we tried to do was make sure it had a good balance. We weren't too top heavy either way, high school kids or transfers. Um, you know, I had to look for a quarterback with some experience. Uh, I'll be honest with you, we had to find a punter with some experience and a kicker with some experience. Um, we were able to do that. The other thing was we looked, uh, you know, on the back end and the defensive secondary, we've got to get a little better back there in uh, some spots and create some more depth. But that was – those. Those were the main things out of it. I think our coaches did a good job of identifying guys that uh, fit us and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to get accomplished. Um, I like the I, I like the high school kids we signed. Uh, the transfers that seemed to fit in really well. The guys we got here mid year, which we were able to do, and uh, you know we'll just see what we got and and go from there. I want to ask about a local kid in, in Jeremiah Batiste. I got a chance to see him play a couple of times in high school. He's a pretty special kid, a uh, pretty special athlete uh, playing in high school. I guess uh, transfer in from Miami of Ohio, had a hard time, I guess, finding a place there. Offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. Where do you see Jeremiah fitting in with, with this group? Well, they, they bounced him around up there a little bit. And, um, you know, he's he can really, really run. He's very athletic. Uh, we're going to play him in the secondary to start with and see how he can do. Um, but it was important for us to get him here in the spring and work with him and do those things. So, you know, first couple of days of spring ball, he's learning it all and getting it figured out. But he can run, you know, and he, he, can, he can make up for some things and cover some folks. So, uh we're going to see how that goes, but we're going to find the best place for him to play and then leave him there and, and let him try and get better. You got 23 guys here as I count this this class. How many of them uh, are enrolled and, and are, will go through spring practice with you? I think uh, 11 of them are here or 12 maybe. Um, so the majority of them, I think it was almost dead even or almost you know dead even high school kids and transfers. Uh, so I think there's 12, 11 or 12. I can't remember exactly the number um, that are here going through spring ball, which is the most we've ever had since we've been here. And uh, it's a good thing. I mean, it has been, you know, it's a good thing. We've got like three offensive linemen or three or four offensive linemen are going through some stuff, uh, you know, quarterback, two kickers, um, 
two or three guys in the secondary, a wide out. You know, so it's it's a pretty good mix of group of guys. Chase Artopias, he comes from UCLA. A little bit about him. What was the connection with him and uh, in Chattanooga? Well, you know, um, I actually got a phone call the day before Thanksgiving from a guy out at uh, UCLA, a coach out of UCLA that I'd known from his time when he was at Duke. And, um, you know, just talking about Chase, what a great young man he was out there, how much he had done out there for those guys and just – he wanted an opportunity to go play. And uh, we were one of the schools that um, um, that he had on his list. He'd done his research of us and seen what Preston had done coming in here and, uh, you know, what kind of offense we ran, how it was similar to some things they had done. And he kind of went in there and told those guys, you know, this is a place I want to look at. So uh, that's, that's kind of how we got going on him and had an opportunity to bring him out here early in December and, we liked him. He liked us. And, uh, you know, first couple of days, he's done pretty well. How routine is that in this transfer age and that we are now with college football is that you hear first from a coach about a kid? Well, uh, a lot of the guys we took this year, we had a previous relationship somehow. Um, you know, and that was one thing after going through that process of how crazy last year was. Uh, you know, when the NIL showed up and all these other things showed up in the transfer deal and, and all that, um, big concern of mine was making sure we had some kind of previous relationship, whether we recruited them out of high school, whether somebody truly knew them that we could trust, um, somebody on our team knew about somebody or something like that. That was a big deal for us. And, you know, it, it does happen. I mean, sometimes college coaches reach out to you and say, Hey, we got this kid, you know, and, uh, this got an opportunity. We think he's going to be a good player. He's just, I mean, you know, Chase's case, he was playing behind two guys at UCLA. I mean, saw one of them in the senior bowl that was playing with McClendon and, you know, the one behind him supposedly even, even better. And Chase wanted an opportunity to play. And um, that's how much they thought of that young man. He finished bowl practice. He did everything out there with those guys uh, before he came to school here. So, um, you know, I think we got the right guy for us at the end of the day. Now, you already had two quarterbacks on the roster. You bring in a third. You get spring practice underway. A little bit about that. Uh, is is it a quarterback battle? Is that yeah. is that what's happening here? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're going to go watch all those guys uh, compete. Uh, we're doing things a little differently this spring. Everybody's live. Quarterbacks are live. You know, you know we, we took the green jerseys or gold jerseys or whatever jerseys it was. We put those guys in and you know, they're going to get hit this spring. We're going to find out who can sit there and in the fire and, and uh, you know, play football. So uh, there's a lot of open spots right now. I mean, probably only one, two that are solidified, solidified, or Jay person and uh, Lim, you know, after that. Everybody else has got to go play and got to go earn it. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. What's the thought behind going live? Uh, you know, our guys hadn't played a whole lot of football in a college football game. So um, we got to see them, you know, we got to figure out who's going to be the guy before we get to the fall. Uh, and, you know, most of the time during the spring and the fall, you don't hit the quarterback, you know. So um, we got to see who's going to be, you know, good with live action and bullets flying and, and people and bodies and who can take a hit, who's going to last. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, knock on wood, hope none of them get hurt. but. Uh, Better find out now than it is game one. 
what's the position group that you feel the best about? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about it like that. I mean, I, I, I don't have any issues really. Um, I think we've got a chance to be better up front on the O-line, better up front on the D-line as a whole. Um, maybe not specific people, but I think the numbers of people, I think it'll give us an opportunity to be okay the way some of these guys are, are handling things. Um, probably running back. <laughs> and you're talking about having Gino and a limb in that room and uh, really like the way uh, Reggie Davis is starting to come on, Chris Houston. And uh, those guys give us a lot of different options. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't worry about turning around and having the ball. Off one of them. Have you found that over the top threat? the the deep threat in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, I think we showed that last year with guys like Sam Phillips and, um, you know, Jamoy gives you that option in the slot. Um, Got to be a little more consistent at the other spot with, uh, you know, Javon Burke or or uh, Javin Watley or somebody's got to show up out there into the boundary and be a guy. You know, we can't just keep moving Jamoy and Sam around. We got to put three guys out there that can go do things and, and – uh, you know, I think we've got some options this year, um, but I like the way those three are working hard. You know, uh, Smoke Smith's got to step up for us and be a guy, which he can be because he can really run. He's long and athletic, but he's got to be consistent and uh, do that. But, yeah, I mean, I think we I think we threw the ball down the field more last year than we ever had here since I've been here. And, and uh, we had some guys go make some plays, and we got to be able to continue to do that. Jay Person, you you mentioned Jay um, a moment ago. What's the what's the next step for him uh, as he continues to to grow and and develop? You know, he he's Jay's got to continue to get stronger. Um, the I think the best thing that's happening for him is he's starting to understand the game more from that spot. You know, we kind of moved him around that first year we, he was here, and then. Uh, second year he was here, you know, he's learning how to play that rush in that rush drop in for us. And then last year things started coming together for him. We was truly understanding the position, the techniques, the fundamentals, uh, understanding the angles and, and how people are pass setting you or how, what a run game deal looks like where my eyes are and all that. And I think if he continues to grow that way and understand the game, the game as it pertains to his spot, um, He'll, he'll continue to get better because he plays it the right way. He plays it with a passion and he plays hard and, and he plays physical and got a great motor. So he'll give himself an opportunity, uh, but he's got to be learning that part of it to continue to get better. You kind of overhauled, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Overhauled your, um, your special teams unit uh, on signing day with adding a, a kicker and a punter, two guys that had, um, pretty good careers already in college before they get to you. A little bit about those two guys and and, and those two units as a whole. Yeah, we uh, we took uh, Jude Kelly and uh, Clayton Crowell uh, this past uh, December. You know, Jude's a young man I actually recruited out of high school, and uh, he ended up going to Georgia Tech. I mean, I was down there watching him you know, practice and play, went down there and visited myself and uh, thought he had a chance to be a really good kicker. And he does, um, you know, he kicked at Georgia tech in some games, uh, I think during COVID and some other times, uh, but has a, has a strong leg, has a good leg, you know, and I think he's going to give us a little more pop in that position than we've had. 
you know, and Clayton, Clayton was a Division II All-American at Catawba a couple of years ago, and then I think he still averaged 42 or 43 yards a punt last year. And, you know, just being down there the last couple of days and having an opportunity to watch him kick, uh, he kicks the ball really well. You know, and he's a bigger target back there for us than what we've normally had, which helps. Um, but, you know, he can kick off – Clayton can kick off, punt, uh, kick field goals. You know, uh, Jude can can kick off, kick field goals. Andrew Southard's the guy, you know, a young guy that kicked for us last year. He's got to continue to get stronger and, and get better because he's got a good career ahead of him. I don't think there's any doubt about that with uh, Andrew. You know, he just got to keep growing and mature and, and, and be a good player for us. So – I'm, ex- I'm I'm a lot more excited about that room than I have been in a long time. I think we've got some options and, and some uh, guys that are talented, talented there. Uh, I think the guys we had in the past that worked hard at it and tried to make themselves good. But I think these these two guys we've added, along with uh, Andrew being there, uh, have an opportunity to be really, really good. Is Clayton the only punter you have right now? <laughs> he's, you know, I said that about a limb, you know, having the only job. Clayton's got the only job too because he's the only punter on campus right now. <laughs> so we got to go find one, uh, you know, another one going into the fall, probably a walk on in case something happens. But uh, yeah, he is. He's the only one we got right now. Um, I, I want to go back, if you don't mind. I, I want to go back to the um, uh, the signing day kids and 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 get you to talk for a little bit about a couple of these offensive linemen to uh to finish things up because this is a um I'm excited to see these kids uh when they finally do uh get on the field for you uh, along that uh along that offensive line and uh Griffin McDowell let's let's start with him a guy that has uh, uh look I mean he passes the eye test coach yeah, well, you know, he's Griffin's one that has been around a while. He was down in Florida for a little while, just graduated. Um, but, you know, watching him on film and seeing what that kid's done the time he was at Florida, they moved him from O-line to D-line to tight end and moved him back. And, um, you know, he just – I mean, I, I saw him and saw the film on him and all that, and I know – I was like, you know what, that kid – does it for the right reasons. He wants to be a part of the team. He wants to have an opportunity to play and and uh, plays hard, works hard, does everything like you're supposed to, and you just can't have enough of those guys around. What about the rest of that group? You don't have the transfers? Sure. Um, you know, we took Will Buchanan out of Liberty. We'd actually recruited Will out of high school before he went to Liberty. Um, you know, got a good upside. I think he's going to be a good football player. Uh, Coach Pizzo actually coached his dad in college. So, we, you know, it was another relationship we had there. And then Elmiron Krim out of uh, Birmingham that went to Houston. Uh, Coach Revis had actually recruited out of high school one time before. So we had some relationships there. I think those two guys have an opportunity, you know, getting stronger, getting into the system, which is huge in the spring, getting them an opportunity to be comfortable with things and, and uh, do that. I, I think they'll have an opportunity to play for us and play a lot. It's just – us figuring out where all three of those guys can fit, how they fit, and and where we go from there. How healthy are you right now? Pretty good. Uh, I think we got eighty four guys out there right now. You know, including six or seven specialists. So you're talking about seventy seven, seventy eight guys that are practicing, which is probably about a little more than we normally have for the spring. Probably seven or eight more than we normally have for the spring. So uh, 
that number will drop here in the next two or three weeks. We're going to run into each other as much as we can and, and do some things. And because uh, we got to find out how tough some of these guys are and, and uh, see how the handle getting hit in the mouth and who spits a bit first, you know, a little bit. Do you ever shut it off? Uh, is there ever a time when, um, and, and I don't know, I'm not exactly clear coach on what the transfer, uh, the, the transfer rules are at this point, but is there ever a time when you're not looking to add somebody? Well, they, they came back out with, uh, transfer portal windows when these kids can go in and you can talk to them and do those things. Uh, you know, right now we, we keep up with it. Uh, not really actively recruiting one right now just because we've got our own issues in the house and I'm not really I'm, I'm more worried about our guys right now than I am anybody on the outside we know who's out there yes uh can't do anything with them until uh, sometime in May so you, you know that's the thing you can there's going to be another wave of guys after spring balls over and, right um, you know that's that's the thing is I'm not in a big not in a big hurry to go recruiting just to recruit uh, to a certain degree with those guys because so much is going to change in the next two or three months. Coach, appreciate the time as always, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you again. Yep. Y'all have a good night. Hey, thanks to Coach Wright for giving us time this week, and thanks to you for being here as well. Thanks to Tate Johnson, our producer, for putting it all together. We'll see you back again here next week. Each and every Thursday, new episode drops of Mox on the Mic. Until then, have a great week. So long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.